1: Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome uh, to the Ken Miller Show. It's a Tuesday. Uh, Trent Connons with me. We'll take you up until two o'clock here today, talking the world of sports with you. Coming up on the show today, we'll hear from Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Dylan stops by at about oh twelve twenty. We will uh, pick Dylan's brain on the. Uh, we'll recap the. Uh, uh, the weekend draft wise uh, from an Iowa State perspective, maybe look ahead to when this drought is going to end. The answer to the questions next year, uh, but to see um, who potentially uh, some of those names that will hear their name called in a little less than a year's time. Once the 2019 uh, NFL draft rolls around, where is it, Trent? Did you hear over the weekend? Uh, Los Angeles. I
2: don't remember. I have no idea i have just taken a wild stab in the stab. Philadelphia? America? No, that was two years ago. That was two years ago. Remember was when this
1: Chicago? wasn't a thing? Well, now it's a thing. <laughs> right. It used to be um, uh, Rockefeller Center, right? In, in Radio City Musical. Radio City Musical. That's what it was uh, in, in New York. Uh, but but Christmas anyways. Trees in Rockefeller Center. That's what it is. It's spectacular in skating Mr. Ranking. Christmas already on your mind. <laughs> yeah. It's May and we're almost halfway there. Indeed. Well, I got a 60th birthday coming up then, so Whoa. we're dreading that. Anyways, um, but, but want to get there nonetheless. Uh, Dillamont's coming up on Iowa State. Then we're going to do, as we said yesterday, we did the three other local NFL teams. We'll do the Vikings today, who really had a, and I, I guess to the benefit of the Vikings and their fan base, there was not a lot of needs in this draft. No. And they... Uh, had kind of a under-the-radar draft, so we'll pick Tim Yotter's brain on that. I think the biggest news was the fact that they uh, picked up the fifth-year option on Trey Waynes, whose uh, decision was uh, coming up, and there was some speculation whether he indeed would uh, have that fifth-year uh, uh, picked up, and that was. So Tim Yotter's going to be here. We'll do some NBA with Josh Martin. And then in the 1 o'clock hour, our friend Dr. Stephen Fuller, he of the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, uh, will join us for the Hawkeye Swarm. That's a weekly segment that's going to get us to football. And Trenton and Doc Fuller are going to um you know take a trip down memory lane when it comes to the Hawks. But it, it's more than just the swarm, the, more than just the you know, the Hawkeye conversation that we have Doc Fuller on for. He's part of an unbelievable, it really and truly is when you think about this endeavor, a statewide endeavor by dentists throughout the state of Iowa who once a year come together Last year they were in Cedar Rapids. This year they were they're going to be in Sioux City. What's the name of the building, Trent? Uh, the Tyson Events Center. Tyson Event Center. We're essentially somewhere between a hundred and a hundred and fifty dentists who practice in our fine state uh devote a weekend to providing free dental care for people who normally couldn't afford a trip to the dentist. Families, adults, um teeth cleaning, fillings, cavities, even some root canals, these guys essentially make it possible for over a million dollars of free dental care once a year in our state this year, as we mentioned, it's in Sioux City. but the reason we have doc full well a number of reasons uh at some point later on in the summer. Uh, we're going to hold a fundraiser because this is an event that you know, these guys reaching in their own pockets to the tune of about $300,000 to put this on. Essentially they move a hundred dental offices. I mean, picture the last time you were at the dentist and you're laying back in the chair and everything that you see in your peripheral vision, or when you walk in <laughs> essentially gets moved to wherever the event is. As yeah. we mentioned, they're going to be moving West this year. It's a huge endeavor. Um, So at some point, we're going to bring Doc Fuller on. We're going to talk about all this stuff that's going to be available via Raffle, and he's going to do his part uh, to raise funds sometime in August, and Trent and I will be part of that with both of our shows, this one and then Trent and Jimmy B from 4 until 6. But today, you and Doc Fuller, what did you tell me you were going to? Stadiums.
2: Yeah, we're going to hit Big Ten stadiums. Doc and I have been to everyone except for Rutgers and uh, Maryland. So we're going to kind of rank our stadiums, our favorites, uh, maybe some tailgating tips we'll get into. We'll see what comes up. Should be fun talking with Doc Fuller and going yeah, he down likes, memory.
1: Lane. He likes to head on the road with his team.
2: Yes. I've been to I've been to everyone at least once, a few multiple times. Penn State, Ohio State. I've only been to Michigan once. Wasn't a great stadium. At least for my vantage I heard point. that
1: from a number of people. Trend, Great game, though. Almost just, dis- so well, obviously you saw a win. Did you see yeah. the Drew Tate game?
2: No, 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 not that one. It was the 34-9 demolished. Wow, I
1: mean, yeah, that was, too. Fred
2: Rossell didn't do mm-hmm. a whole lot in that game. It was the coming out party of another running back. Do you remember who it was? No. Now I lost his name. Lewis? Yes, Jamel Lewis caught a 29? Uh, 29 29 yeah. yeah caught a little uh, flip screen pass that they had set up to him shovel pass mm-hmm. went in right towards and he the played touchdown. where Baltimore
1: he's I think from Connecticut I think he went to a prep school but, but in the end but didn't he get an NFL get a shot I want to say Balt okay I could be mistaken. Yeah, Yeah. I thought he was going to be a real nice player. He was. Injuries. Yep, injuries. Mm -hmm. And uh, had a big kick
2: return that year, but I'll take
1: your word for it.
2: Never could put it all together. But one of my favorite memories as a Hawkeye fan. Was not in the press box that day. I was there as a fan. Something to
1: be cool. said for that when you get to wear that, be <laughs> that phantom. All right, coming up as, as we mentioned, Della Let's do a couple of housekeeping things, uh, uh, items from last night. Um, you, you were gonna watch, We were both gonna watch the NBA last night. I did, but not as much as I thought I would. Game's kind of stunk. It did, didn't it? <laughs> yes. It really did. And then maybe I mean, give Boston credit and Brad Stevens what he's doing with this team, and and mm-hmm. maybe because. My Sixers uh, were kind of, um, you know, having a disappointing night. I mean, they, they just they missed a ton of shots. Trent and the transition just killed them. Celtics got it going last night. There was wasn't much of a game. Um, How, does go- Ste- oh, How does
2: Brad Stevens do
1: this though? I mean, really, I have no idea.
2: The roster is depleted. Yes, as you're going to find the Sixers, you can say layoff, or rust, all those things. Mm-hmm. They're off for six days.
1: That's all. You're right. Yeah. And I heard Brent Brown came out and said that. Uh, in an interview um, Mm -hmm. after the first quarter maybe was asked about the rust and he kind of bought into it a little bit. Come on, it's six days. right? right. It's not like you didn't bounce a ball or shoot a ball in that six (laughs) days. Of course you did. Um, But yeah, that game really stunk. I I watched a lot of the Cubs. They were over on uh, NBC Sports Chicago Mm -hmm. last night. Another well-pitched game really was. Um, Bullpen was terrific last night. Morrow didn't get the save and I wasn't in at the end so I don't know if what the reason why Brandon Morrow didn't pick up the save, C-Sheck did. Morrow closed the game before, closed Sunday's game. Maybe it was nothing more, and I want to assume that that's the case because I, w- I thought I would have probably seen something on Twitter if it was uh, more ominous than uh, than a simple fact that he had a day off.
2: Yeah, it doesn't look like anything comes up on Google News or anything that he was arresting anything, probably just schedule a scheduled day off. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, he's been throwing a lot lately, we'll give him the day off, and— bullpen's been very good it's been terrific they're back in first place
1: back in first place
2: all the hand-wringing for the first few weeks of the season first of
1: may and there they are
2: (laughs) there they are who's the team that concerns you most in that that
1: division well no one yeah yep i don't know the cardinals just because you're so used to the cardinals being a factor in this thing i don't think pittsburgh keeps it going no no
2: Milwaukee has bats. They do, and, they were and that shut down.
1: that kid last night, seventy-one, the left-handed relief pitcher Hater. you were telling me about. <laughs> Holy crap!
2: <laughs> what did he get? He got eight, eight strikeouts. He got eight outs. They were all via strikeouts.
1: That's unreal, Trent. Yeah. I mean, these just these guys had no chance at the plate.
2: And Canable will be back at some point,
1: but in what role? <laughs> well,
2: the thing with Hayter is they can use him, and he's stretched out enough where. Need him in the fifth, starter struggling. We'll put him like in there. like an Andrew Miller. Right. Oh,
1: by the way, Hater's also a lefty.
2: Yes. I, I think that is going to be the role that you see for Hater.
1: Council's got options, is what you're telling me.
2: That bullpen's good. And what kind of I one thing I haven't heard. So all of the talk is trade Manny, right? Mm-hmm. Machado. It's gonna be Manny Machado. He's mm-hmm. are there gonna be any pitchers available? Because Milwaukee, they spent to bring in Kane, to bring in Yelich, to make those kind of moves. To go with Chase Anderson, you throw another top-flight arm in there, and Junior Guerrero's okay. Maybe you got some. I just yeah. don't know who would be available.
1: Yeah, well, Felix. we just turned the calendar to May, so maybe. And now look, if there's going to gonna be some guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm. As I think about my blowjays. I'm. There's probably a couple of guys: uh, Strowman, uh, Escobar. I'll uh, give you a ham sandwich for Estrada. Rather, yeah, he's better Estrada, than the show. Those, both those guys are off to slow. They starch. are off to slow starch. Don't just don't uh, just don't be do t- don't be even thinking about giving half up.
2: My uh, my twins might be selling off some pieces. Good point. Now Lance Lynn, I don't even know if he gave it a ham sandwich. Oh, and three. Probably no meat in there. Might be just a bread sandwich is all you're getting for him. He was. You know what
1: kind of sandwich it has been so far this year? I can't <laughs> say it on the radio.
2: Crab <laughs> sandwich.
1: That's a better way to put it. That saves our job and license. yeah yes. uh, And we're very he beholden was terrible to that.
2: again last night. And he's in some historically bad numbers. Maybe there's a reason that he was around. Maybe it wasn't just the free agency.
1: Excellent point. Start to wonder, right? Yeah, but
2: uh, batting average against balls in play has been terrible this year. Mm-hmm. That, that'll regress back to the mean, but he, this is the worst he has ever been in his career. Small sample size, all these things. Mm-hmm. But I told you yesterday, last year, if you didn't have a winning record in May, May 1, you didn't make the playoffs. Good stat. Cross off the Twins.
1: May 1 comes and goes. And... Cross off
2: the Dodgers. Yeah. Again last night. They yeah, got and behind. They got,
1: they got some bad news, too, they off did. the field yesterday with Sager going down. That's – uh I wonder how what... he did it. Do you know? Do you... I mean, it's Tommy Johnson. Right. I mean, you think pitchers uh,
2: every yeah. single time. It happens from time to time. Miguel Sano had that injury. Mm-hmm. It happens, but – is it just wear and tear? I guess. You'd have to think that's the case.
1: Uh, there is some uh, some news related to the Hawks uh, today. He's no longer a Hawk. Ahmad Wagner, the speculation, where's he going to go? Is he going to stay? Is he going to walk across uh, to the football complex and take up residence uh, with Kirk Ferentz and his team? That's not the case. He's headed to the SEC. He's headed to the Bluegrass State. He's going to be a Kentucky Wildcat and play for Mark Stoops.
2: Yeah, I mean, certainly disappointing for the Hawkeye perspective. Just uh, an athlete like that on your campus, that did good things in high school against high level competition, mm-hmm. be nice. The one position Iowa seemingly always struggles to find, is that big playmaking wide receiver, and you had one, well, just
1: right there, hanging out with the other mm-hmm. athletes. Now we know he's got to sit out.
2: Yes, and and I personally, and, and I've said from the get go, I think that's the best thing.
1: For oh, him. absolutely, let him practice all year. Yes. What if he would have stayed? How much playing time? No, right what do you? He, he wouldn't have had to sit out, is my correct? Right,
2: and he would have had two years of eligibility, which I'm still baffled how the. Rule I, could I'm be with that you, bad. Trent. It doesn't make a lick of sense.
1: So is. did he do the right thing? In the, I mean, we know he's going to practice, and he's yep. and he's going to once he hits the field a year from September. Uh, He'll have had a year just in that system and getting ready to do that. And you can glean a lot and gain a lot Mm -hmm. uh, because he's basically going back to square one. Although he had some major offers coming out of high school, right? Late, though, was it not? Well,
2: Kentucky was the biggest official football offer that he had. And the relationship goes back, you know, four years now. So I think this does make a lot of sense for him. But Ohio State was sniffing around. Uh It wasn't ever an official offer because he'd already signed. Right? He signed in November for basketball, so... All these other kind of ideas that were out there, I think, dissipated because of that, and he was dead set on going to play basketball and playing in the big ten and and to use that opportunity. but you just look at it, Kentucky makes sense on a couple of levels because of the prior relationship that he had, plus it's a chance to to get away a little bit, still get to play in the s e c which I'm sure is something that would be, you know most football players want to have that opportunity, but he gets to be closer to home, yep. Closer so his family can watch city. for that season. And and I think it just makes more sense for him. Retool your body. Get back. Football shape is different than basketball shape. You're talking about short bursts, figuring out how to run routes. It's going to be different than just running a fade every single time. He's going to have to do more than that. I, I think it makes a lot of sense, even if there is frustration from Hawkeye fans. Go use this time wisely. Figure it out. But the other side, Kentucky can't throw the football. (laughs) <laughs> I mean you got Nate Stanley over at Iowa City, a guy that showed yeah, you a chucking nice around pretty well. Opportunity to throw the football last year.
1: Well I'm not gonna try and BS the audience and let you to say I have any idea what's coming back a quarterback for the Cats this year. Well I they had that know. Benny
2: Snell kid who was really good. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky got off to another good start and then faded as, as they, they
1: normally do. That's no. Well, yeah, that, that is, yeah. But where were what bowl game were they in? Did they go to Nashville last year?
2: Nashville against Northwestern? Yeah, that sounds like Wildcats versus Wildcats. I think yeah. that was yeah. the case, wasn't it? Their quarterback wasn't very good. It was run-based with Snell as the running back and, and a lot of zone read. That's what it was. I don't know what they have waiting in the wings, but just looking at what they've done recently, they haven't had exactly Tim Couch back there, yeah. man in the offense. Right. Uh,
1: yeah, put it, putting it mildly. Uh, wh- one quick thing. I, I know you bring up DJ Carton a lot, and, and yep. why wouldn't you? Uh, and I think we've talked about Matthew Bain from the Register before, and just the... Uh, the the paper's changing um, as, as far as is uh, covering recruiting. Mm-hmm. They've seemed to make it way more of a focus than they ever had in um, in, in past years. Uh, this Matthew Bain, um, he's pretty buttoned up. He does his homework, Trent. By the look, just reading the pieces. Yeah, I mean I don't follow recruiting uh, very closely at all. Uh, but I do, you know, read his stuff and uh, really good stuff on um, on Carton's relationship with Fran McCaffrey, which certainly appears very solid. But here comes Iowa State getting involved uh, mm-hmm. in the mix with uh, Coach Robinson and Coach uh, Prom-, Prom as well. So Iowa State maybe getting in there a little bit late, but Ground certainly sounds up. certainly sounds as Iowa's got a pretty good pretty good chance, if nothing else.
2: Well, in last night, Romero uh, Romero. Romero Lankford, right?
1: Yes, I'm committed to Indiana.
2: To Indiana. He has an Indiana offer. Does Indiana seems to be ascending with Archie Miller. Yeah, I'd say. Three, four-star players coming in for this year. Now, Lankford's only going to be there for a year, but does that kind of change things? The Michigan offer, I think, was a big one for him. Ohio State's been there for a long time. He's going to get more offers, too, and he's uh, making his way to U.S. basketball for that tryout. Him and Patrick McCaffrey both are part of, I think, the 30 guys invited Mm -hmm. to be on the under-18 team. Twelve guys will actually make the team. Know who's coaching that?
1: I don't. Bill Self. You (laughs) see? Of course he is.
2: Of course he is. That is uh, not music to the ears of any Cyclone or Hawkeye fan. No, no. Kansas getting involved with an island. Ah,
1: It's good that he's finally getting a break. He was a victim of this... uh, of this whole FBI investigation. We'll take a time. Uh, we'll get Dylan Montz uh, in here next. We'll do some Iowa State. We'll put in, uh, we'll, get, we'll take a look in the crystal ball a year from now. Mm. Where Just football, not necessarily, basketball. well, I want to know where the, the, the guys currently on Campbell's roster uh-huh. that are um, going to hear their names called, as we know that the drought continued this past weekend, going to end, but with who? And who will have a decision to make, their, see that as giving up eligibility, if anybody? I think there's a couple. A
2: couple, guys that couple will have
1: of guys. A, a couple of guys that will have a chance and will leave eligibility on the table.
2: Huh?
1: Certainly okay. going to be that at Iowa this year. Yes. No offense, gone.
2: I think for um, short of an injury. It's
1: yes. He's gone. He's great point. Absolutely. Nelson. A- Anthony
2: Nelson gone. will have a chance.
1: And it's Amani the here's uh that's a name that's starting, is starting that's to start that junior class is pretty salty it is with nel and I agree Nelson's going to go well, I keep saying that I'm the only one that's willing to go there yet yeah uh but but the the defen- look at Clemson, their entire yeah. defensive line for crying out loud is, is <laughs> three out of the four first round picks, according to the first mock drafts are out. Take him with a grain of salt, right. I get it. But it just goes to show you what dabble has got coming back there. They are going to be good. Dylan Moss will be good with us, I hope. I'm sure he will. He's always. always. Uh, he joins us next. Uh, still to come, to sour Viking fans, Tim Yoddered about 12.45. Trent and I until 2. Underway on 1700
0: KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's
1: Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying.
3: I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see
0: the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com.
4: What type of people will create
2: a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type.
3: The type that will walk for life-changing research.
5: And stop at nothing.
2: Until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org.
4: Attention, drivers with Class A CDL. Are you looking for a solid career that offers great benefits with the time at home you desire? How about earning $70,000 a year plus starting from year one? If this sounds good, come join our growing team at ADM. We offer a complete benefits package including 401k, health, life, dental, and vision. And we even offer a pension plan. With ADM, you'll get paid vacation, personal days, and holidays. Oh, and don't forget, $70,000 a year to start. Drivers must possess a Class A CDL with hazmat tanker and passport or be able to obtain a passport within the first 60 days of employment. Don't wait. Call ADM today at 515 265 8437. That's 515 265 8437. Or visit us at ADM.com forward slash careers. ADM requires successful completion of a pre-employment drug screening and background check. ADM is an equal opportunity employer for minorities, females, protected veterans, and individuals with a disability.
6: Capital One presents Congress finalizing the Louisiana Purchase. Napoleon will never go for our offer. It's too low. He's too low. You're an income poop. Oh,
0: Jefferson has something. Gentlemen, I've just received word from my Capital One app. The Louisiana Purchase is complete.
6: Instant Purchase notifications from Capital One, so you won't miss a purchase. Technology this helpful could make history.
7: What's in your wallet? Not available for debit cards. Capital One Bank USA and
2: Guys, Trent Connett here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it. And if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the Gak and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level. No more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no obligation Consultation. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers.
1: Don't miss the Easter Seals Iowa Walk for Independence May the 5th at Easter Seals Camp Sunnyside from 830 until noon. The one-mile walk around Lake Cheerio starts at 10 a.m. Free entertainment includes archery, horse rides, touch-a-truck, princesses, superheroes, a balloon artist, face-painting mascots, food trucks, and more. Learn more about the Easter Seals Iowa Walk by going to EasterSealsIowaWalk.com, EasterSealsIowaWalk.com.
6: All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plan allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students possibly save on taxes, too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133.
7: Sports talk for real sports
0: fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: Trying to skew a little younger, aren't yeah, we, TC? Yeah, yeah, Would it surprise you if I told you I know this tune? I do know no, I you know, know.
2: this tune because I've heard you hum it <laughs> I don't know right? how many times throughout the years.
1: <laughs> That's a Ken Miller favorite right there. I don't know why. I just like that. It's catchy, uh, catchy tune. Anyways, uh, Dylan Mons, I'm sure you'll stump me. If, you, if you've been working on music, I'm sure it won't take, and it doesn't take much to stump me. Uh, Dylan Mods, let's see uh, if he can opine on uh, Iowa State as we take a look back at the previous weekend and then look ahead with the Ames, Tribune reporter on Iowa State, he joins us. Amestrip.com is where you can read him. Dylan Trenton Ken, how are you? Doing pretty
3: well, guys. How
1: about you? Doing well. Well, let's get uh, the shocker out of the way, first of all. And that was, you know, the uh, Alan Lazard uh, not hearing his name called. Um, but by all accounts, landed in a pretty good place. And, you know, the fact that they were willing, uh, assuming that, um, you know, the $40,000 is accurate, which is way more than free agents usually get in these things. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys had a pool of $100,000 to split amongst their, I think, 8, 10, whatever, 12 guys that they brought in. Uh, Jacksonville, if they wrote a $40,000 check to Lazard, that means that they really wanted him uh, to make his way to Florida. He's going to, be, uh, he's going to do so. Um, I think he's in a good place, Dylan. When it's all said and done, he's disappointed. We he didn't hear his name called, uh, but now's a chance to, uh, to prove some people wrong.
3: Yeah, I think uh, when you walk into a situation like Jacksonville, I know they've had some turnover with their wide receivers uh, over the offseason with a couple guys. Uh, I think they drafted one wide receiver and they signed another um, as an undrafted free agent. So there's there's a few on the roster right now. Uh, I think they have maybe 89 guys from from what I saw, and that will obviously get trimmed down into the summer and uh, fall goes along. But I think when you consider um just some of the uncertainties and unknowns when you go in as an undrafted region, what situations are going to be best, which ones, um, you know, you can kind of have your say and pick and choose. And I think this is a good one for him. He has a chance, I think, to make the final roster and um, and and kind of stick there. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how his summer unfolds. But um, through the disappointment of not being drafted, I think he ended up actually in a pretty good spot.
2: So what went wrong here? What A guy that – I mean, nobody had, he, had him penciled in as an undrafted free agent. I, I know things can happen, but what was it? What what led down this path that he had to go this route?
3: I think probably the biggest thing is uh, people didn't know whether he was going to be a wide receiver or tight end at the next level. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that's kind of caught in between. Uh, he's a six, he's six foot four and two twenty seven, so he's a bigger wide receiver. And uh, I know he showcased a little bit of speed at um, at the combine, obviously running a four five five and. Um, you know, pretty good for a guy his size, but I think people obviously still have questions about what what he could do maybe at a wide receiver at an outside spot or in spot just because, um, you know, he's not going to kill you with speed. Um, his size is good and he's a red zone threat, obviously, but, um, you know, is, is he big enough then to play tight end in the NFL? Or, or, you know, I think there's just a lot of things that you're kind of caught in between two, two schools of thinking on, on what he could translate into. So, I think that's probably what hurt him the most. And, um, you know, I know that obviously motivates him to kind of go in there and show he could be more than, um, it, you know, just the guy can go up and get in the red zone. I know speed is a rigid thing he's focused on. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think Jacksonville is obviously, like we said, a good spot. So it'll be interesting to see how. Kind of translates into their system and what they ask them
1: to do. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys were very active when it comes to uh, undrafted uh, cyclones uh, signing three of them: Campos, Marchie Murdoch, and of course, Joel Lanning. Jake Campos, I obviously I, my assumption was um, completely off base. I thought he was, you know, walking away from football and and moving on after at the end of last year. Yet, I mean, we saw him. Um, I believe he was. Um, honored, as uh, for, got some scholastic award within the last week. I just thought, Dylan, that, that he'd walked away from football. Obviously, that's not the case.
3: Yeah, I never heard anything definitively on that. I, I think, uh, you know, some guys obviously choose to go that route, and with his injury history, it would have maybe, you know, been fair to, to think that. But obviously, um, you know, for a guy growing up, and yeah, obviously he came out of high school really touted and, um, you know, was a good player and kind of had a, um, you know, trouble with injuries throughout his career, but uh, you yeah, know, I think uh, just getting a shot and at least trying your hand at it don't say you did it and say um, you know, if it doesn't work out, it wasn't meant to be but at least I went, went for it, so I think, um, yeah, it's, it was kind of interesting to see his name and he was actually the first one that I saw um, that signed a contract, so it happened pretty quick for him, um, but yeah, it, it's it's certainly uh, kind of a long road to make it as an undrafted season offensive lineman, but um, yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of neat to see him giving it one last shot at the very least.
2: Kamari Cotton-Moya, anything there? I haven't seen anything. Any word if he's going to, if not on a drafted free agent contract, at least get a tryout somewhere?
3: Yeah, I saw a couple um, reports, maybe one from his agent that said he was going to the Redskins for a rookie tryout camp, and, and maybe the, the Raiders, the week later, or it was, uh, vice versa, and so uh, he's given a couple of looks that way, but no, no, he hasn't been signed by anybody that I've seen.
1: Uh, Dylan Bons, Ames Tribune is our guest. Well, Dylan, let's uh, try and you know take a look uh, one year from now. Um, you know, as I as I look at this Iowa State roster, I and I honestly feel that there could be as many as five. Um, starters on Campbell's team this year that will have a decision to make regarding leaving eligibility on the table and at least, at the very least, kicking the tires with NFL executives as to what they think their future, should they go back to school, should they come on. And here's the list that I came up with, and I want you to... Um, you know, prove me wrong—not prove me wrong, but tell him I'm, I'm nuts on this guy, or or don't forget about this guy. So here's my list of five. I got David Montgomery's going to have a decision to make after this year. I think uh, Keem Butler clearly does. I believe that he was you know, close this year to at least thinking about that. So two guys on offense, I think those guys are locks. Defensively, Ray Lima, uh, a nose guard, six foot three, three 310, whatever he is. He had a great year last year, his first year in the program. I think next year he's, I, I believe he's as good as gone. Likewise, um, may, maybe Marcel Spears, had a, who came out of nowhere last year. He might be a little undersized. And then one more name for you, Julian Good-Jones, who um, plays center, he's 6'5", he's 300 pounds. I think those five guys, and I may be missing somebody, are going to have a decision to make regarding leaving a year of eligibility on the table. What say you?
3: Yeah, I was, I was trying to rack my brain while you were giving your list, and I, I like all those names. I think those are certainly some of the most prime candidates. Obviously, David Montgomery and just, and Wichita um, Butler are two guys that have been brought up more than anybody, and, if David Montgomery can keep up the production that he did last year and, and stay healthy, and I think that's the biggest key for, for him, Butler, and really anybody is to stay healthy for an entire season. But I think those guys certainly make a lot of sense. And, um, you know, the versatility that David Montgomery has is, could be really attractive. Uh, I mean, Saquon Barkley talked about a guy like him, and obviously uh, he's on another level. He's just incredible to watch. But, He's that same kind of guy where you can throw him the ball, you can hand it off to him, you can really ask him to do about anything. And David Montgomery is uh, in, in that kind of mold. I'm not trying to compare him, but just he can do so many different things. And the King Father, um, I think it'll be interesting to see what he can translate to at the next level, too. I, I think he wants to maybe continue to put on in the weight a little bit and bulk up, but him playing in the spot is obviously a really good spot for him, so that could be a thing. Um, again, his speed kind of sneaks up on you a little bit, so that could be a, a nice kind of uh, role for him there. Um, and I think um, Marcel Spears is an interesting name. I think he's probably the most likely to come back, um, unless he just has an incredible year. Um, but I think um, the way he came out of Delaware last year, if he can continue to elevate himself, um, there's no reason he couldn't be in that conversation. And Ray Lima, obviously, I think um, teams and NFL personnel probably want to see his numbers go up a little bit more. but, Um, The impact he has on a game is is pretty clear if you watch
2: the film or watch replays. Dylan, uh, it it seems like the fan base is talking themselves into not just keep taking those steps forward, but I'm hearing a lot, double-digit win season, first ever in program history. Those kind of expectations thrust forward here in year number three of Matt Campbell. Is that what you're catching right now from the fan base?
3: Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if the expectation is necessarily double-digit wins, but I just think, um, you know, the, the standard has to start becoming going to bowl games. I think you have to take steps like that, where you're, you're not going one every three or four years. You're going pretty much every year. I think that's probably um, the, the threshold to break. And uh, I, for this year, it's, it's going to be interesting. The, obviously, the, the front-loaded schedule is, is going to tell us some things. Uh, about how good this team can be—it's kind of a bear with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, TCU and West Virginia. I think are, are some of the first Big 12 games. So in um, Iowa, when you throw them in there, South Dakota State's good. Every game would get back in there, but it's it's kind of a monster. So I think um, getting the bowl games uh, on a regular basis is probably the first step, and then you can start talking about getting the double-digit wins and, and things like that. But obviously. They're returning a lot of pieces this year. A lot of pieces I played some integral roles last year, so uh, there's no reason they can't um, you know, try to achieve some of the same things they did a year ago.
1: You know, one guy that um, is going to leave after this year because he'll be out of eligibility. You know, Brian Brian Peavy. As uh, I think back to the Liberty Bowl, Dylan, uh, you were there covering it, and Anthony Miller and the you know the buildup and and deservedly so to his year at Memphis last year and in in moving toward that game last year, it was going to be what you know well, you got to shut down Miller, got to take him away. He's a difference maker. Well, the NFL believed the same way as they drafted him in the second round. Yet when I think about that one game in particular. Brian Peavy more than held his own against Miller. I know that there was a god-awful call against him um, where he was flagged for P.I., which wasn't P.I., in my opinion. Uh, but Brian Peavy um, held his own against, and I know that it's you know it's a body of work is more than one game, but just thinking back to Peavy and Miller going head-to-head in the Liberty Bowl last year tells me that Peavy's going to have his opportunity, too. Yeah,
3: they tried to pick on pick on him a little bit in that game, and um, you know, he, he let up a couple, but for the most part, he did hold his own, and I think that's the kind of matchups he's always looking for. Is going against those guys that are going to be um, within the first couple rounds uh, picked in the NFL draft. So I think um, that's something he's thinking about this offseason. How can you get better? Can you, um, a, what can you do with your speed? Can you do um, you know all those technical little things uh, that can make you turn you from a pretty good corner into a great corner? So I think. Um, yeah, he's certainly going to be in the conversation and like you said, he, he was this year and ultimately uh, opted to return back which I think is a smart thing for him um, just to kind of get that other year uh, under his belt and obviously that's that's going to help you and get you more experience and maybe even more exposure. Uh, if the team's good again he could be a guy that's talked about a little bit more if he has another good season. So uh, He'll be right there with those younger classmen that um, could possibly enter their name in there and um yeah, it, it, I know all those guys are looking forward to breaking the, the drought now that I was based on in the NFL draft.
2: Over to a little bit of basketball before we let you run. Saw Lindell Wiggington did not get an invite to the uh, NBA Combine. It, it feels like he was coming back regardless here, but does, for all intents and purposes, that kind of sign, seal, and deliver him back to Ames for next year?
3: Yeah, I think um, right now it sounds like the situation is he's on a whaler. To be on a wait list uh, as a potential invitee, I think uh, there's still some things that have to be ironed out. Maybe guys won't go, so he's not fully committed to coming back that I've seen yet. But I think um, more likely than not he'll he'll be back, and I think that's probably the right move for him. If you're kind of uh, on the fringe there, and I, I don't know how many guys are getting invited to the combine this year, but if it's 75 or 80, uh, I mean there's only 60 picks in the draft, so it's it's probably a good. I know he said he doesn't want to go play in the D so um, you get the exposure in college basketball. You get to go against some of those high-level guys that will eventually be top-level NBA uh, draft picks. So I, he'll, I, in my estimation, he'll be back. It's just a matter of kind of letting this this, this combine invitation stuff play out and kind of uh, waiting for his announcement then.
1: Dylan Mons covers Iowa State at the Ames Tribune, amestrib.com. Read Travis Hines, Dylan, the entire paper, amestrib.com. Dylan, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune. Am like I crazy to think there could be that many people who met many Cyclones drafted? I mean, it never happens. So Right, right. And haven't even had one drafted in a long time. And Jeremiah George was the last one I want to say. Yeah. It, there could be a handful of them next year, Trent.
2: It's a different-looking team. It's it is, isn't it? a different level of athlete that they brought in. Mm-hmm. Matt Campbell is stacking the cover. Maybe still a little early for that.
1: But, they're, you know, the underclassmen, I never even put Jaquan Bailey on that list. Ooh,
2: that's a guy that I really like.
1: Sure. I like Lima a lot. I think he's mm-hmm. got to put his name on the list. For sure Montgomery will, and for sure yeah. Hakeem Butler will. So that's two. Julian Good-Jones. For sure on Butler? Yeah, I think so. He's six six. I think he kicked the tires this year. Huh. He was, because he was a, this was his third year. He was a redshirt sophomore last right. year, so he can go. Um, going to be the guy this year. He's not going to have mm-hmm. Lazard. He is going to be the focus of this passing attack, I would think. He's got to produce. it. He's got to produce. Can't be thirty-two mm-hmm. catches for. I get your point, though. That's it's a fair point. Yeah,
2: we got to see more on
1: it. Yeah, him. he's he's going to be the guy this year. Lazard was the guy last year. Consistency,
2: uh-huh. no drops, uh-huh. those kind of things. I'll have to be there. Yep. Six six. Well, six six. one part of it.
1: So, have the speed, too. Well, that's a fair point. Um, Not maybe elite at this point. What about Julian Good-Jones? Play center.
2: He does. And had
1: a really good year
2: last year. He was good. He was good in flexibility. He's Mm -hmm. played multiple positions. They like those swing guys, right? Yep. Are you willing, though, to go in the fourth, fifth round, or do you want to come back?
1: Probably at that fifth, that's uh, where you're going to go, you come back. Right. Brian Peavy's going to leave because he's out of eligibility. Mm-hmm. I think he's going get, to uh, get drafted as well.
2: I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he kicked the tires himself,
1: and this is going to be... Uh, a flat
2: corner at the next level. Though. Yeah,
1: probably so, but that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. You make they a lot of and, money doing that. That is a position that is getting more and more important on yes. uh, defenses. We'll take a timeout. Speaking of NFL, uh, Tim Yoder is going to join us when we come back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I until 2 on 1700 KBGG.
0: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
7: Bellagio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you
2: Com.
1: Variety, the children's charity, is proud to announce that it is one of eight finalists and the only one in Iowa for the fourth annual Jerry Roundhouse Building Community Award. The award winner will receive a $65,000 grant from Opus Foundation. Variety is seeking community support, encouraging all Iowans to vote variety. Voting can be done by going to opusfoundation.com and is restricted to once per device now through May the 4th.
0: Why do we call it small business? Why not agile business, nimble business, dance circles around the big bulky behemoths business. Uma Office, the small business phone solution, has a virtual receptionist to direct calls to the
2: right extension and a mobile app to help you answer while away from the office. About all that's small really is the price, starting at only $19.95 a month. Visit Uma.com, that's O-O-M-A, or call 866-649-9377 to find out more. Uma, the phone your small business deserves.
4: At Dell, we know running a small business takes hard work. As a thank you, for all of Small Business Month, we're offering up to 40% off select PCs with 8th Gen Intel Core processors and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call 877 by dell to speak with a small business technology advisor
2: today. That's 877 by dell Special financing available to qualified business customers when using Dell Business Credit. Go to dell.com slash Promos for details. on the stuff you need time for a target run we're here for all the big moments and the little ones too like glowing over your soft skin buy
0: one get one 25 percent off natural beauty products and cosmetics and don't get hangry find on-the-go snacks like archer farms monster mix just $7.99 Low prices on thousands of items and free two day shipping today and every day.
2: Target run and done. Pricing may vary, restrictions may apply. Free two day shipping when you spend $35 or use your red card on eligible items. To enjoy life indoors during Iowa's hottest months, call Logier Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save $3,400 or more with combined rebates on a new Dave Lennox signature system from Logier. Check out Logier Heatingcooling.com for details.
7: For over 110 years, Logier
2: Logier has made Central Iowans happy inside. See customer reviews on Google, Facebook,
4: and the Des Moines BBB website. Call Logier at 267-1000. We make you happy inside.
1: Join Coach Ben Jacobson, Fran McCaffrey, Steve Prohm,
7: along with new Drake coach Darren DeVries, along with their wives as they form one team with the American Cancer Society for the 11th Annual Coaches vs. Cancer Gala, presented by hy on
1: Friday, May 4th at the Ron Pearson Center in West Des Moines. A great opportunity to gather with friends, family, colleagues for an evening to honor those who are currently facing a journey with cancer, to celebrate all cancer survivors, and remember those who have lost the battle to cancer. Don't miss this special evening and the opportunity to make a difference for cancer patients and their families. Contact Katie Knutson at the American Cancer Society to purchase tickets. Call 515-727-0058 or visit coachesversecancergala.com.
3: You ever
0: wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. talk for real sports fans back to miller and condon on 1700 kbgg
1: All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself will take you up until 2 o'clock. We'll lead off the 1 o'clock hour of the program talking to our friend Josh Martin on the NBA. Not much of an NBA game last night. Unless you're a Celtics fan, it was very entertaining. You probably enjoy the heck out of that one. If you had the Sixers, not so much. Uh, Celtics really dominated in that game. they got a couple uh, tonight. Toronto and the Cavaliers will begin their series, and Golden State New Orleans will play the second game in that one. We had hoped to talk to Tim Yotter covers the uh, Vikings at vikingupdate.com, but uh, perhaps not going to have success in making that connection. As far as the Vikings go, Trent, uh, just a couple of things. Not pursuant necessarily to the draft, Terrence Newman re-signed with the Vikings. 60, How old is he? He'll be 40 when the season starts. A cornerback. Right. Four. Now, he wasn't bad last year. No. He no. didn't have a bad year at all. But he's going to be, let me repeat that, 40. There are some limitations,
2: but Yeah. Trey Wayne's. I mean, you use him. In-
1: well, and I like the Trey Wayne's pickup. I do, and yeah. the fact that they guaranteed that they picked up that fifth-year option, mm-hmm. and they drafted a cornerback in the first round of the draft. So, um, do you like youth? I don't know enough about him. Yeah, I
2: Things, don't. It just- you know, when
1: it, when it comes to that entire draft for Minnesota, um, I like the kicker as much as I like any of them. <laughs> You know, they, there was not a lot of neat there. No, They're no. in a great spot, right?
2: Well, and, and that's. Carlson's what it is. the
1: kicker's name. Carlson. I don't it's, remember his first name.
2: It's looking forward for the Vikings because every position, it's not. Even your first rounder, you're not drafting. Most first rounders, you're drafting to get a starter. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do that. They don't. And down the road, and we've talked about this a lot with the Vikings in the next couple of years, the decisions that they have to make. We saw Kendricks got the mm-hmm. contract. What's that mean for Barr? But you can, start, you can look forward option. with those things and say, in two years, yeah. well, we're not going to be able to resign. Stephon Biggs. Here. So we're going to bring in their replacement. The mm-hmm. Parent apparent at those positions. So I, I think more than anything, the Vikings are in just such a different spot than our other locals, than the Packers, Bears, and Chiefs, where those teams aren't ready made, if you will, going into the year that they can draft a little bit differently. But out of Spielman's draft, this is the one that Certainly left me scratching my head more than any other. Because
1: there was no wow pick. There was no no pick that, uh, boy, that seems like a steal, or, Mm -hmm. boy, they fleeced this team as as they made a move either up or down. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, They did draft a couple of offensive linemen, but the one that they did, the kid from Pittsburgh, he was panned on, I must have been watching ESPN on Friday night. It must have been. They didn't like him at Pitt.
2: The last time they went to Pitt, it didn't work out very well. Oh, now hang on a second. With the offensive line, with the tackle, I don't remember who they take. T.J. Cummings. Whoa, he was awful. Terrible. Is
1: he still in the league?
2: He is. He's stealing money.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. She quickly checks Broncos roster to hope he's not there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He was bad. Really? Bad. He was. That was the part of that. He was part of that godforsaken t- line from two years ago. Was yes. he not? Yes. Ooh. He yeah. was kind
2: of their young developmental guy that mm-hmm. they were going to pick and build and they up. And
1: Re- they brought in Remmers to replace him. Yeah. And he's kind of like, meh. Well, even last year, you
2: know, that offensive line wasn't great by any means. But
1: it was way better. <laughs> right.
2: <'Cause> they, they <laughs> Which was why so we bad. felt
1: it was great some weeks, Yeah, I think.
2: absolutely. You go from watching that bad of an offensive line to something just adequate and, mm-hmm. oh, look how good they are. Mm-hmm. Well, they really weren't good. You look at any kind of metric and it's, look, Ken and I don't sit and break down the all 22.
1: No, well, wish we, we could.
2: Well, that'd be great, but... And can't you pay... You can get that. The, you can now. Yeah, the NFL does have
1: that. Uh-huh. And I don't know how much it is. I think it's like
2: 120 for the year or something. It's not overly expensive. You would sit there and go back, watch your Broncos.
1: I don't know if I would do that.
2: Yeah. It's one of those things. It's a great idea in theory. Right. Then
1: actually following through. Sure. I mean, if, so, if
2: we had it for Iowa and Iowa State, I think I, I think
1: would. I probably would, too. Yeah. I, I agree with you. For those two schools, I would love to be able to yeah, have that... Um, I don't know if it's a service is the right word, but um, have the ability to do that. That would be – I would be in. I would be in. We we need to figure out if that's available, T.C., uh, Tim dot vikingupdate.com, joins us. We only have four minutes left, but there was not really a lot to talk about with this draft. Tim joins us. Tim, uh, Trent and I were talking. Mike Hughes, a um, couple of offensive linemen. I like the kicker Carlson as much as anybody in this draft class. The raving, some people, about the sixth round pick, Aruna, that he may be, end up being the star in this class. Overall, uh, how did Rick Spielman do in your mind?
5: Well, um, I think it's uh, interesting that, you know, people usually want the. Uh, the best player available and then when the Vikings take them it's like well wait wait, wait a second what about our other need you know so um I I think this uh this draft class is going to be a while before we can judge it um I would give it about a bb B minus at this point because they waited so long to address their their need on the offensive line but I do think uh that said that Hughes can be a very good player for them in the future and you know, as they got down into the uh, day three, it was a lot about just the the athleticism of guys that they feel like they can develop.
2: It was uh, a different kind of draft because, I mentioned to Ken, there isn't any position you look at and you have to get a starter. You're looking in the first round for the starter. Is this more of a draft normally you got to wait a while, maybe even longer than normally? You're going to have to wait to really evaluate what happens for Spielman in this draft?
5: Yeah, because I think with Hughes, it'll probably be a year or so until he can work himself regularly into the lineup. I think he'll be a returner for them immediately, but defensively, it's going to be a while. And I think it's just overall going to take some time for some of the fourth rounders on down to develop, so... I do think it, it it is going to be a while to really evaluate, maybe even longer than normally with draft picks. Hmm.
1: We only have two minutes left uh, with uh, Tim, so I want to, you know, the news from yesterday. Uh, Trey Wayne's—they're going to pick up the fifth-year option. Did that surprise you? And then Terrence Newman coming back—you'll be forty uh, in September. I thought he had a he had a good year last year, but he's going to be forty. Which of those two moves, kind of, or if either, caught you off guard?
5: Well, uh, the Wayne's signing or the fifth-year extension on him was not a surprise at all. Generally, what happens with those first-round picks is if if they work themselves into starting roles and have been productive, then they're, they're picked up. It's usually just kind of the busts or the disappointments that don't get picked up. Um, as far as, as Newman, especially after drafting Mike Hughes, I was surprised by that one. He has a great relationship with Mike Zimmer. Uh, And he he does have a good relationship with a lot of the other cornerbacks that look up to him for advice on, you know, how to read film, how to prepare for opponents and that sort of thing. But the fact that he is going to be 40 and he has talked in the past about potentially retiring is a bit of a surprise that that they would bring him back after, um, you know, drafting Mike Hughes.
1: We are out of time. Thank you, Tim Yotter. We'll uh, catch you next time. We'll go a little bit more in depth as we make our way through OTAs and mini camps, et cetera. Thank you, Tim.
5: All right. Thanks, guys.
1: Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com, VikingUpdate.com, as we take a look and we complete a look uh, at the weekend of all four teams. Going to do some NBA conversation to kick off. The uh, next hour of the program, the final hour, the 1 o'clock hour of the program, Trent and I will be with you until 2. Jimmy B and TC get you home this afternoon, as they always do, from 4 until 6. We'll be back uh, after this quick uh, timeout with Josh Martin talking NBA next on the Ken Miller Show 1700 KBGG.
0: Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Hey, guys. Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When
1: I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry.
3: Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings
6: in all price ranges. Learn more at christophersjewelry.com.
2: 1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC
4: sent you. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. You know, I believe buying a home is almost always a better idea than renting. But if the fear of a big down payment is holding you back, I've got some good news. Today, the average down payment for first time home buyers is a lot less than 20%. And here's the best part our mortgage experts at Quicken Loans can help you find a variety of mortgage options that may require as little as 3% down. Now add to that Rocket Mortgage. It gives you a solid approval in as few as eight minutes, which will give you an edge over other buyers. Here's something else to consider. For eight years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. So don't let the fear of a high down payment hold you back. Call America's largest mortgage lender at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 800-QUICKEN
7: based on rocket mortgage data in comparison to public data records. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Call for cost information
2: and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. MLS number 3030. Results may vary.
4: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
2: Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vi-